From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Well, good morning, Manish. Um, <laughs> I was going to, I thought in light of this topic, right, that the, the client experience requirements have changed. I thought I'd change something here. I thought, you know what, I'm going to go out and record this podcast from outside. It's a beautiful lake setting. And then the rainstorm came. So in light of trying to do something a little bit new to match up with the topic, we're just going to sit right here and dig right in. Does that sound like a deal to you? Yeah, that'll work. All right. So the reason that we, we thought this topic would be a good one is because, frankly, I think it's time for us to all be a little bit uncomfortable. And that is the client experience has changed. I mentioned that as, as the title. The client experience and the requirements what used to be a differentiator with some of the different technology solutions is now simply a requirement. I can't make it any more clear than that. So we're going to hit three things. We're really going to talk about kind of the beginning, the middle, and the end. Um, you know, the beginning really is is communication and, and the styles and ways that we communicate with clients uh, and prospects. The middle is is the account opening process and, and the electronic tools that are available there and how that has changed. And then lastly, um, really, it's about customer portal and what that client experience is like through the life cycle of, of the client as they hopefully spend many, many years with you and, and you that are listening in your good service. So uh, on that note, um, what uh, Manish, I'm going to fire away at the beginning. So from communication standpoint, I mean, let's start it off. What do we got? Well, Pre-pandemic and post-pandemic are going to be phrases that uh, will will resonate here for for the the future. Uh, I think prior to the pandemic, you could get away with a lot of things and not having certain tools in place. And uh, what the pandemic has taught Potomac and and hopefully a lot of financial advisors is that you you can't rely on the ability to meet face to face with clients anymore. Uh, even when this is all said and done, you know. Does a client want to come meet with you in your office and and deal with traffic, deal with any risks that may be out there when the tools are present? Now, we all know about Zoom and the Zoom calls we've been having, but that's probably table stakes now to be able to jump on a call and, and share your screen. Uh, I, I don't think that's anything special anymore like that it was maybe a year or two ago, right? No, I absolutely agree. I think I think table stakes is a great phrase, right? It's it's become a requirement, and um, you know, I mean, I had a I, you know, I had a call last night again where all of a sudden somebody buzzed me out of the blue, and and we needed to. It worked best to be able to see something together. We were able to solve the problem right there, right then, but only because we could both see the same thing, and you just can't always do that if you're you know, well, okay, hey. Chuck or Sally, when can you come into the office? I mean, you know, let's solve well, the problem here, so now. Let me, that enhances let me the client This experience. is a great, this great uh, story here. Uh, uh, business cards. And so uh, Christopher, yeah. <laughs> Christopher made all these business cards for us. And uh, you were supposed to get it, you know, when you came down to Florida. And we weren't able to meet because of the pandemic. But the point being is I, I called you both or, or, or I am you both and said, you know, what am I doing with these? Uh, am I really going to mail you business cards? And then we started talking about it and we think about it. The next conference you go to, if you take your nasty hand with your nasty business card and hand it to someone, is that person even going to take it? 
um, and, and I know this is a, a, a strange story to, to tie in here, but, but think about it. You're going to have to figure out a way to exchange contact information without a business card. You know, maybe it's your Twitter handle. Maybe it's uh, a, a quick task, text to each other, something. And so, so examples like that are going to be all over the business world on how you can adjust your communication style, what tools you can be uh, put in place. Uh, one of the functions that, that we have on our website, which I think advisors should look into, is a chat function. Uh, we use it for other businesses when we want to get things done. And I think it's a quick and easy way for uh, a client to communicate with their advisor quickly or the back office to, if you have a quick question, just, just get in there and chat. So I think tools like that are, are going to be uh, required for, for advisors and for the customer experience. Well, and for a long time, I mean, even before taking other business cards for a number of years, I've had a uh, a little app that, you know, you could just take a picture of it and it would grab all the information, basically scan it and grab all the details and then input it into my contact. Yeah, so, but you would still grab um, the card. Yeah. Well, but you could have them hold yeah, on to I know. it while I mean, you took a picture. Even, or, that's you know, even more that, of an awkward conversation. I mean, I, it, I guess I is, think my point is, is that... that just if you think about it, something as simple as a business card, I think, I think will change. I mean, cash. Yeah. There's a lot of places now that yeah. that don't take cash. We're selling a lot of um, furniture uh, <laughs> because we're we're moving here soon, and every single person that shows up is like, "Hey, do you have Venmo or Cash App?" Or um, you know, no one no one even has cash. Right. And so, you know, if you translate that kind of stuff to the financial advisor world. It's not just young clients, and so for a client experience, that that has to be in place. And so, I think we talked about this: what the pandemic has done. It has pulled forward, you know, three to five years worth of technology that you, you know, could have punted into a couple months, uh, from Instacart to the Cash App to all these different functions. Uh, you got to put those in place right now. And so if, if there's any advice here uh, that you and I at least have for folks is uh, try to get these tools in place for, for your clients. Yeah, and in the end, I mean, I'm talking to I'm talking to a wide spectrum of people on a daily basis. I'm talking to advisors. I'm talking to some end clients. I'm talking to wholesalers and key account managers and and those sorts of things for other strategists as well as custodians. All right, so I'm talking to a wide, wide range of people, and the same exact theme comes across in virtually every one of those conversations. It's efficiency. Everybody's realizing that they've been wasting so much flipping time driving, flying, commuting, and instead they could just get the work done yeah. and either get the work done and have more time left over or get more work done so that maybe they can have a bigger gap or leave a little early on a Friday or, hey, there's, you know, I'm just kind of done for the day. I'm exhausted. My eyes hurt, whatever, right? And And they can do that. And yet... Uh, like I said, again, uh, another example, I, I suddenly had a call. We were getting ready to, to uh, we're trying to decide what we're going to do for dinner. Hawaii business called. Great. No problem. Let's hop on a, no big deal, mm -hmm. right? You can solve that problem. So anyway, it's all about efficiency on the beginning that how do we communicate? And the, the tools that are available now uh, just make that easier. And it's a requirement. It's it's no longer a differentiator. Yep. It's a requirement. So, so along, enough of that. along those lines, then, you know, the, the second part is uh, account opening or account processing. Uh, I think uh, tools like 
uh, DocuSign or, or, or uh, an Apex Portal built-in uh, signature uh, ha- have all been mm-hmm. present for years, but have they been utilized uh, by advisors? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, think this they is have this... been as much as they maybe should be. Yeah, it's a frustrating component because a lot of this you're as an advisor in some cases you're bound by the custodian or the product company that you're trying to use will they accept uh some sort of electronic account opening or processing or or a you know a form along the way that you need to do something that can you do that electronic um but again (laughs) i'm I'm gonna call it pp from now on (laughs) post pandemic right everything has been moved forward and so now uh, an example i mean a few years ago we bought property while we saw the price drop, we made an offer. This is all while we were still laying in bed on a Saturday morning. My wife happened to look at Zillow, and what we were looking for was there. And boom, you know, we got the deal done. And uh, later that afternoon, we got a, a thing, a DocuSign type of, of product, and, uh, you know, got it all finished. And there have been tools out there to be able to do that sort of thing. And that experience just well, hasn't come to the advisory world or the financial world until recently. And I think your, your earlier point needs to be expanded on because sometimes it's out of your control. Uh, yeah, I try to move an HSA bank account, and the banks and insurance <laughs> companies are notorious for getting you to sign things with a you know a notary or a medallion signature, things that should not exist <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. And so, as much as you know, we think that electronic signatures, table stakes. Um, sometimes your, your hands are tied, uh, and uh, hopefully those companies change. Listen, w- w- we still have 403B business that, that doesn't accept DocuSign, and, and there's, there's nothing we can do about it. If, if, that, if that's going to be right. opened, it has to be wet signature. And so uh, it's not entirely um, there yet. You know, it's, it's sad to say it should be, uh, but I think it's getting there, and a lot of the major players have, have moved um, more and more to a, to a fully electronic setup. Well, and I'll I'll bring up another example with a completely different industry, right? We already talked about real estate. We've talked about the financial world. Think about what it's like to buy a car now. I mean, Carvana, I think, was really kind of the first one to disrupt this, right? But you can go online, pick what you want. They drive it to you. They deliver it to you. And you can test drive it and buy it and go through that whole process without going into some, speak to some slimy salesman, you know, sitting in the corner smoking a cigarette, right? I mean, you, you can you can do those things electronically. And now Hyundai will bring a car to you. I've seen uh, ads where Lincoln will bring a test drive to you, right? And when they do these things, they'll wipe down the car and clean it while, you know, so that you know that you're not sitting in where they sit and grabbing the handle where they grabbed it, that sort of thing. Um, and that's pretty impressive. And I, I, you and I were having this conversation yesterday. I said, I'm going to extend on that a minute. Because there is one rental car company, for those that still need to rent a car, that will bring the car to you. And that's Enterprise. And, and you know, now they were using that as a differentiator. And I'm thinking that's going to become the norm where, where these kinds of things happen. And it is a different structure than it was before post-pandemic. Yep. All right. Um, so, so, anyway. let's uh, Something that, that came up in a conversation the other day when we were talking about uh, client portals Uh you spent a lot of time on the uh, various advisor websites, uh, part you know, <laughs> just researching and, and getting to know someone, you know, as you build that relationship. And and what what struck you when it came to the login portion of most advisors' websites? 
you know, I, I just, I find it humorous. I mean, it's almost like a, uh, a task just to make me giggle throughout the day. Because if you think about what the client experience has been up to this point, you see on the same website, you may see an Orion login. I mean, it, it, the client may not know it's called Orion, but, but maybe that's it, right? It's some sort of performance reporting access so they can see how their accounts are doing. There may be a login for eMoney uh, or some other financial planning tool, right? So that they can see how they're doing in regards to their plan. And then, oh, by the way, and now eMoney happens to have a file share, but there may be another, another file sharing option uh, on some. Uh, but one that's been big the last five years, oh, hey, click here to see your Riskalyze score. And so you can go you'll see how that is and keep up on that. And, and not all these things, of course, you integrate. Forgot, and forgot, even when they do, that's the mediocre. custodian as well. Um, oh, yeah. So we, you want to be able to get your... We, we tested yeah, a couple. Absolutely. We, we, we looked at a couple sites. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I kid you not, there's a custodian login, a portfolio management software mm -hmm. login, financial planning, um, uh, a file sharing, and, and a risk score. And, and so the client experience for that advisor is uh is nuts i mean like, how can yeah. you expect your client to have uh you know four different logins and then also within the financial planning you know aggregate all the different logins they have outside and and so what what i think advisors uh, realize is that there's the adoption is very low and and maybe they blame mm -hmm. it on the tech or blame it on the client but the adoption is low because it's it's crazy that you make people log into four or five different places. And I, once again, it's not the advisor's fault. These are the tools that are popular in the industry that no one has combined together into as close to an all-in-one as possible. And and so they're they're yeah. left with this experience that's that's horrible. And relative to other experiences that you have on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's Instacart or Amazon or whatever it is in your life. Uh, it, it's pretty seamless versus uh, the experience that most clients are getting from financial advisors. No, that's absolutely true. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's the joke that I have. It's like uh, with Instacart, I can get my, my groceries, my liquor, and my pharmacy all <laughs> delivered to me. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, um, other than I have to actually cook the food once it gets here. But uh, hey, maybe I'll, I'll call somebody else. But, you know, th those kinds of things where you can wrap it all together, that's that's the whole idea, right? The client comes to you, a financial advisor, because they want you to take care of them and all of their finances for them. They want to be told what they need to do and then do it. And if you can give them one solution that, that aggregates everything together, um, you, you're going to have a lot better adoption, which I think you use a great phrase, the adoption rate, right? You're going to get better adoption, better engagement. And in the end, you as an advisor are selling the process more so than performance and those are two p's that definitely need to be distinguished uh process is much more important than than just performance otherwise you're chasing your tail all the time so um anyway on that note uh i think you're you're right the best uh you know the best portal wins and having five is not going to be considered the winner well this no, is more like I golf mean, listen, the lower I, the better i was on a, a, a twitter <laughs> exchange the other day where um and I won't mention the name of the company, but people were 
up in arms about the reporting of, of a financial planning tool being stuck in the in the in the 90s and and with no updates made in years uh extra charges to have someone log in and and so it, even on the advisor front the experience is is uh is not eloquent and it, it bleeds into the client side so I, I think in the next five to ten years, if you can na- nail the communication part of it, uh, the the account opening all electronic, and then also deliver all this through a, a, a seamless portal that's elegant and easy to use for the end client, I, I think those advisors are going to win and take business away from the folks that that refuse to go down that path. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quote here. Give our listeners uh, and viewers a quote that I think is important to back this up. This is from uh, RA Intel. This just came out a couple of days ago. I, we actually had already drafted this, and then I came across it uh, in regards to uh, millennials and Gen Z. So we're talking about that next group, right? Not the folks that are already retired or just getting ready to retire. But if you want to keep your business growing, here's the quote: The majority of survey respondents, 57%, said communications with their advisor had changed in some way in light of new stay-at-home mandates. And 62% said they would rather entirely or partially maintain their new methods after the pandemic ends. Yeah, I mean... Uh, look, this is not us making shit up. I mean, listen, this is I the reality Jeff, we live in. remember when we used to talk, and you used to leave me voicemails. I didn't say anything for a while. Finally, I called you, and I said, look, dude, if you ever leave me a voicemail again, I will never talk to you. Like, stop leaving me fucking voicemails. And, and so now my voicemail box is full, and I keep it like that on purpose. And, and the point is the the attitudes have changed like there's other ways to get a hold of me that are non-invasive and taking time out of made a day to check the voicemail and and I, I think it's not just millennials and gen z it's 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 my pa- I mean, my parents are starting to whatsapp me and and then i was just like what's going on with the world <laughs> and, and and but now they're sending me jokes and stuff and videos and and so listen it's it's the, the media makes it a gen uh z xy millennial whatever conversation but it's not it's it's all across the board so anyway what yeah. um you know, I think that that does this client expectations. Yeah. What do you what do you what kind of uh, recommendations you got this week? What's going on in your world? All right, I am I'm going to go with the base of where I am setting, and what I mean is, there's a company called Stealtho, and they uh, had a Kickstarter project a couple years ago. Uh, I was looking for some new wheels for ch- for the chair because I've run into some issues. Uh, this office chair is great. That may be a future recommendation, but the Stealtho wheels are basically like large rollerblade wheels and their construction is just a ton better and it's funny when you think about it one of the one of the real benefits is that you don't have to have a mat anymore yeah Uh, now in my in my rv garage i don't really care about a mat but i have a couple of of holes where poles go to put a table and so I, i kept breaking these plastic wheels off of regular office chair wheels and look we all know what office chair wheels look like right two wheels smashed together and when you try and turn or rotate, that's why you have to have a mat because you've got plastic that is trying to rotate and that will scratch. Well, these are rollerblade wheels. They, they glow in the dark, which is kind of funny. Um, you know, they, they don't scratch or mar. They're much easier to turn or spin. And so, I mean, it's like 30 bucks or 40 bucks or something. And you just pop out your old ones, pop these in. And uh, I am absolutely pleased as punch with these wheels. Pretty cool. Cool. So, yeah, I need to... Uh... I need to look into that. Everyone knows about the, uh, you know, the scratching up your floor and those dumb plastic mats you got to get from Staples. But uh, 
Yeah. I don't know if I recommended this before or not. So if I did, Christopher, cut it out and and uh, forget <laughs> forget my my recommendation this week. But uh, pods, I, I I'm not sure if I did or maybe you did. But essentially, you know, we're 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 in the process of moving. Uh, I'm I'm not renting a truck or or yeah. moving the trucks. And so you had told me about pods where. Uh, and I've seen it before, but I've never actually used it. The customer service was fantastic. They had a couple choices, and everything was very efficient. Uh, we set the date. They drop it off. We fill it up. We have some movers to help. Um, and they take it to your location, and they can leave it there as long as you want. So I rented it for three months. Uh, and it's just a portable storage, and whenever they're done, they, they come back and take it. So um, I don't know. It was a good experience, and it wasn't uh, you know, going into – trying to book movers you think it's all going to be a, a bad experience right it's like calling comcast but it but it actually was pretty pleasant yeah yeah that's uh that's that's good to hear i'm glad that your experience was good ours was as well and and both of us in my case i was moving multiple states away uh you're you're looking at doing the same thing so uh it makes a a big deal and it's a whole lot cheaper than uh, there are other groups that will actually pack you up and move you and that's way yeah, expensive. That's so pods, th- those are a beautiful yeah. thing. And my company's not so. paying for the moving expenses, so I got to watch every dollar. <laughs> uh, damn cheat, straight, cheat Junior. <laughs> All right. On that note, let's uh, let's end it here. Uh, I think everybody hopefully will agree that that the requirements that they are in fact requirements. Man, the world has changed. So let's move forward and make tech simple. Thanks. See All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.